me tell you about Anchor by Spotify, which is the easiest way to make a podcast and the app that I use to make this podcast, Five Blue Firefighter. It's everything you need all in one place. First, Anchor has all the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. If you host off Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and many others. Everything you need all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, download Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. My name is Nick Higgins, firefighter and author of the Five Tool Firefighter book. Each week, we bring you an inspiring message or person to help you become the best version of yourself you could be. This journey is for the long haul, not the short. Now let's start our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves we could be. Welcome to another episode of the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. On this episode, I have another special guest for you guys today. I have Taylor Anderson of Couplings Fire Podcast. So Taylor, welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter. Hey, Nick. Thank you so much for having me on. I We've already been talking a little bit and I'm just so excited and like a little bit nervous. And now I understand like why people get nervous when they come onto mine. It's just like, I, I never thought it was that bad. I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous now. But anyways, a little bit of rambling for anyone who listens to me or if they're newly listening to this or whatever, they'll come to know I do that a lot. So hello, everybody. This is me. I'm Taylor. Thank you, Nick, for allowing me to be on your podcast, asking me to be on this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. And there's nothing to be nervous about. It is weird being on the <laughs> other side. It's actually weird for me being on this side. I'm used to being the guy in your seat, not being the one asking the questions or hosting a show. So this is new for everybody that's on this show today. <laughs> the host Perfect. is in the hot seat and the one that's being interviewed <laughs> is in the host seat. So <laughs> We're going to get into it before we really start. I'll tell you, what got, I'll tell you guys what we're going to talk about in a moment, but why don't we tell everybody a little bit about you? Okay. So a little bit about me. I'll try to keep it short. I'm married to my awesome, awesome husband, Chris. Um, let's see. I've been a firefighter for, for nine years, volunteer firefighter. I was on my past department for eight years. My husband actually ended up getting a career position at a department. So we ended up moving town. So I've been away from a department for about a year. Um, let's see, right before we decided to move, I decided to start the podcast <laughs> um, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. So that's been going since February, 2021. And um, let's see, now I'm looking, I think I've what, got about 60 episodes on the podcast now keep trucking along, keep finding guests. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually getting back on another volunteer department in the area we moved to. So that's just a new adventure that's starting very, very soon. Um, and then I am also a, a member on the Nebraska Society of Fire Service Instructors Board of Directors. And we really just help push training in Nebraska. And uh, most most notably, we put on the Les Luker Winter Conference in Kearney every year. So in a nutshell, it's kind of a, a bit about me. Um, otherwise, I'm like photographer, graphic designer. That's what I do for my quote unquote full-time job. I'm a, I'm a huge Disney nerd, nerd in general. Ask me any nerdy stuff. I'm, I'm in for it, which is kind of not normal for the fire service. But as we get into talking, you're going to find out I'm not quite normal for the fire service. <laughs> so yeah, so that's about it. 
<laughs> if you actually listen to, to some of the stuff I talk about, not <laughs> when I'm in a firehouse or in just randomly not in general, you'd be like, how is this guy a fireman? Mm-hmm, exactly. There's yeah. just random things that I come out with. And people say it all the time. You have random knowledge of stuff that I, I don't know why you even know that. But I do. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, you know, I'm not going to talk about it now, but I can talk about difference between domestic pigs and wild boar. But, you know, <laughs> that's something I do when I'm bored. So there was some stuff you brought up um, talking about being a firefighter. And those are some things I did want to talk about in this yes. podcast. But before we get into that, we, I, I asked Taylor to come on. I was listening to a few of her episodes. I listen to it often. I listen to I mean, once a week or so outside of all the other podcasts I listen to. And I started hearing a lot of good conversations. So I called Taylor up. I was like, let's get on the show. Come on. Let's talk about your podcast and why you started the podcast. So that's really what I'm going to ask you first is why did you start the podcast and what was the motivation behind the whole podcast in general? Okay. So to kind of set it up, um, I was on my previous department. Um, I, I started getting really more into the fire service after so many years. And I was starting to see that there was so much built up energy and, and built up passion. And it was, it was starting to overtake me. I didn't know quite what to do. I was trying to find as many outside trainings as I could. I was trying to, um, talk with as many firefighters as I could just try to get conversations going because I couldn't stop talking about it. I couldn't stop obsessing over it. Almost it started to take over my life. And it got to the point where I was seeing it was starting to be destructive. I was starting to actually cause problems in my firehouse. I was actually starting to cause problems with friends. It, it was getting to that point and not many people will admit that, but I, I could see it at that time. And I needed to find some sort of an outlet for it. So somewhere where I could help better the fire service do what I can put my own perspective on it and just be me <laughs> and just simple as that be me. Um, so I want to say it was like November, December of 2020. And this was after, you know, of course, a whole summer of COVID craziness where everyone's locked up and going ridiculous in their minds anyways. But it was that point I had this huge urge out of, out of nowhere. I was listening to some podcasts. I'm like, you know what? I think this would be a really good outlet. I think I have a different enough perspective because uh, coming from a, a rural volunteer area, you don't see a lot of podcasts about that. Um, at the time, my husband and I were both on the same volunteer department. That's another angle that we can push that we don't hear talked about a lot. And there are some issues that we've come up against that could help other people before they come up against it. And, and so it's that stuff that we really wanted to hit. And so I, I decided to like put it away, you know, think about it for a while. Chris is like, hey, just take your time. If you feel the same way in like a week, we'll do it. I think I let it sit for like, two months because <laughs> I really wanted to make sure. And it was such a big push. I had to do it. And I I've talked about it once before on my podcast. I've never felt a push that big to do something before. I mean, I felt a push to get married. Don't get me wrong, but honestly, this podcast push was more of a push. I'm not sure why <laughs> don't tell Chris that, <laughs> but it was, it was one of those things. Like I just had that gut feeling that, that, that God was trying to tell me, okay, you got to do this somehow this is the way you're going to actually help people. And, um, so we've recorded a couple episodes and I still, I still was too scared to actually, actually submit, actually say like, okay, let's actually put this out to the world. And then I went to the last Lucre conference and this was before I was on that board of directors 
in 2021. And I went there and I was talking to friends um, in the fire service and mentors. And as we were talking through it, they, they, they loved the idea. They, they said that, you know, it'd be awesome to try to do. And they were curious what I get into. Cause even I didn't know what I get into at that point. And it wasn't until actually um, that year I got actually elected to the board of directors for the NSFSI. And it was that push that honestly gave me the confidence that I actually kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I can actually lead people a little bit. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be an expert in anything. I tell that to people all the time, but I actually have a purpose somewhere. And I, it kind of gave me that extra boost of confidence to actually start the podcast. So that is exactly how it started. Then once we got back from that, we officially published the podcast for the world and that's history. So. Yeah. I, I like what you said about, um, <laughs> the rural areas mm -hmm. know, in the Midwest, because um, I've been to Midwest a few times, but people don't know parts of Jersey has some rural to them. Yeah. Not where I'm at. I mean, part kind of where I live, but my department's definitely not rural. But teaching around the state and going to different areas, I see a lot of rural type fire departments. And when I walk in, I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> you know, and they don't, they don't really teach much of that stuff when you get to more of my area. Yeah. But when you go out to these other academies, there's they're different and um it's a different type of environment but they definitely don't get the type of recognition that urban suburban departments would get and they mm -hmm. have a lot of stuff they contribute to like I, i've talked to some of these these firefighters there and they're just like it's a different world for sure with how they fight their fire how they how they do different tactics and different things and even response times are out of uh, to me it's crazy but um mm -hmm you know, it's something that needs to get out there. People need to know the fire service in as a whole. And, and that's why when I, when I heard the podcast, I said, this is a, a podcast about rural firefighters. I have to listen to this. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is catchy because it wasn't, it was very upbeat. And it almost like every, when I, when I went on, people listened to the podcast that you had me on and they're like, man, she's a great host. She really knows how to engage. And even the, the, the episodes solo, you're engaged because of how you present it, how you talk about it. And I know exactly what you're talking about with wanting to not want to hit the button to go live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when I did the, actually when I started the website, the Fire, the Fire Off Tribune, I was sitting on that for a few months. And when I got the alert that I had to get rid of my free subscription to Squarespace. I said, I'd have to do it right now. And I wasn't even in a country. So <laughs> I just launched <laughs> it in another country and um, let it, let it go. And it's been going on for seven years now. And, and the book too, writing a book was um, a COVID thing. You know, I, <laughs> I wrote the book because I was watching a movie. You know, I, I have all different reasons why I wrote the book, but I was actually sitting down watching TV when I, when I actually came up with the survey idea. But yeah, I mean, we come up with these ideas and we're kind of in, in the beginning scared to do it. And when you rip that bandaid off, man, you just went with it. And it felt just, so good too. It was, <laughs> it does. And I mean, you're on season two now, right? Basically, I, I, I basically, like, basically, I don't actually name the seasons, but yeah, year two, season two, pretty much. Okay. So yeah, you changed the the logo I saw you put on YouTube and you're doing mm -hmm. all these different things. And 
what is honestly what's keeping you going what's keeping you wanting to have that mindset because you're on the board of directors you're pushing that you have this 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 message this mission that you need to get out there what keeps that mission going what's in that mind of taylor anderson that gets that out there uh, I think you just kind of hit it right there. What keeps me going is all the stuff that's actually still in my mind. <laughs> I I have so many episodes. So I actually sit down on my computer um, and I'll do it while I'm watching movies. I will do it when I'm sitting outside a nice day. Um, basically, when I don't know what to do, I'm I'm either looking at other stuff or I'm watching a movie and just having my computer open to start writing notes of thoughts down. And usually it's just, uh, here's just a whole bunch of notes on one paper of all the different thoughts I have. And I try to somehow categorize that into different areas for episodes, but it's just, there's so many thoughts I have and it's, how do I best describe this? The way I think of things and connect things from what I've seen doesn't always make sense to a lot of firefighters. They don't see it that way. And not that it's a bad thing, but a lot of firefighters are that same mindset. They are. Um, I never intended to be a firefighter. I was actually very much thrown into it. Um, that was the next question. <laughs> keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. So I, I was very, very much thrown into it. I, um, got married to my husband, moved from a bigger city to a very small town, very, very small town. I didn't know anybody there. I had nothing to do. I had my own little business, but I, I really don't know what to do. So I actually didn't start out as a firefighter. I started out as a photographer for the fire department and I did that for a little over a year. And then I became, I started like, I started going to the scenes and I started really liking it and kind of getting that adrenaline rush when the pager would go off um, and going to some of the trainings and I just see them do stuff. I'm like, that looks like fun. Let's go try it. <laughs> so, so that I decided to jump into the whole firefighter role, you know, very slowly actually. But, um, but I honestly, like me as a person, I don't like getting dirty. I don't like, that sounds terrible. I don't like doing like sweaty, hard work for a day. I, you know, like that's not me. Usually you're going to find me at a computer doing something or on a walk is like the most I usually do outside kind of stuff. But when it comes to firefighting, it got me so much out of my shell. I don't know why it clicked, but somehow it clicked. And so with that, um, a lot of the firefighters I talk to don't, I mean, we just kind of just have different mindsets, different brains, just because I was kind of thrown into this and most firefighters you talk to, they had a certain turning point or, or they were kind of always built for this. So that's kind of what keeps me going is to do that, um, to kind of get those thoughts out there just because I, I think there's a lot of different ways to, to think about things. Um, another is I have a section of my show that I call family firefighter survival, which has become very near and dear part of the show to my heart. And this is a point where I get to talk to a bunch of different firefighters about how they actually make the quote unquote job, whether they're a career volunteer or work with their families, just because I know personally, I haven't found a lot of that out there with a lot of that information. You have some, yes, but it's always from the spouse's side of view, which isn't a bad thing. We really need that out there. And there's a lot of great places where you can find that information. It's fantastic. And I listen to several podcasts that are about that. It's great but I wanted something from the firefighter's point of view. And I wanted something where me, where I'm both a spouse of a career firefighter and a firefighter myself, I might be able to be that in between to kind of explain things to either side too. So the fact that I get to talk to these firefighters and work through things and maybe give them some ideas on things that'll work, what their spouse actually wants versus what they say they want or, you know, things like that. It, it's just such a different 
realm to go into. And I think we need more of that in the fire service. So yeah, that's another just big part of why I keep doing it. That, that section of the, <laughs> of the show, the, um, the family, the family piece, mm-hmm. it, it, like, it is a different, different spin on a lot of things that firefighters or firefighter wives talk about. And yeah. when you're in that hot seat and you're going to ask questions about how you balance your life as a firefighter with your family, it does kind of put it in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, when I was sitting there, I was thinking, oh man, you always think firefighting, it's like always about you. You know, you're the one doing it. Um, and you really realize, I mean, I think about it more and more that a lot of people are affected by that. A lot of people. But to hear it from the firefighter's point of view is in a sense, I think it, it has, it has value to it because you hear what they're really thinking and they're all thinking the same thing. It's about our family and that's what mm-hmm. we want to come home to. And, um, you know, some, some parts of it, when I, when I was trying to do it, some parts I was trying to just keep it, <laughs> not get choked up. So I kind of kept it in that realm, but there are times when I'm, I think about it too, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. why wasn't there something like that in the beginning? having that family blend of somebody talking about it and bringing people on and asking those questions, what's it really like? And someone who can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a lot of people that can really relate to having a career firefighter spouse or a volunteer firefighter spouse. It's, it's not something that a lot of people can really understand. And there's times where both of them are in that same environment and how mm-hmm. do they deal with it? And if you bring kids into the mix, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm even curious that. on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Eventually. Know part, I know half of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely when I started that section of the show, when I, I implemented it, unofficially it came on with um, Robbie Owens from the Average Jake Firefighter podcast when I did his interview. Um, it was unofficial there. I hadn't actually started the section. Uh, that's actually what really started to get me, give me the idea to do it just because how much he was talking about his family. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I needed this. I didn't know how much I needed this in my life. And so then when I was doing the next episodes, um, I was going on with David Mellon with Valor Fire Training and, and Logan Watts also with Valor. And um, in their episodes, it also was an official section. I didn't have it named at that point, but it was very much selfish because that was right as my husband was starting Academy and I was starting to get into that fire wife role. And it's just like, I need answers. I need help. Let's talk to firefighters and start getting help. <laughs> Yeah, we have, it, it, we hit on the head, the word help. Mm-hmm. It is help in a sense, because you don't know what sometimes, in my opinion, in my experience, I feel sometimes being a firefighter, there's, th- there's certain things you're kind of nervous or scared to tell your, your other. Mm-hmm. And um, to have that outlet to kind of come on or somebody to talk to about it in a sense, if they're on the show, or even they can reach out to the person who was on the show and listen to that is also another way as an outlet. It's all about the mind, the mindset you have. And uh, I think that it's a good balance. It gives the balance of we're not superheroes. We're human beings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're not always, we're not just stoic soldiers that are going to go out there, do the job and be tough all the time we still have a family to come home to 
of any kind. Doesn't matter what kind of family. You still have a family to go home to. You're going home to something. And I think that that this really brings the light to parts of the era of the fire service that really need to have that conversation. And just someone who who might be having a hard time even realizing that. Just listen to just listen to an episode and what some yeah. of these firefighters are saying. I mean, it's amazing. To, oh yeah, I can't imagine how much stuff you've heard. It's almost like listening, being a psychologist in a sense, <laughs> listening to some of the stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I know I'm starting to pretty soon, I'm going to try to uh, take it down to just the family firefighter survival portions, cut cut the episodes down to that to put on YouTube. So they have their own separate playlist on YouTube for people to be able to go find right now. They're just in each episode, basically every guest episode we have starting um, last summer that every episode has a family firefighter survival section in it. Um, But no. So eventually I'll have a whole playlist where people can go to YouTube and just, just see that if they want to, they can find it. And hopefully it'll be just a nice, easy resource for people to go search out. That'd be great. <laughs> and what's also good about it is they can have their spouse listen to just that piece. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to talk about it, if say they're on the show, like, Hey, listen to what I said. I don't want to talk about it live, <laughs> you know, Hey, listen to what I had to say or something, you know, you don't know, or just listen to kind of what I this one was a powerful one. It hit me. Here, let's listen to it together or listen to it on your own, kind of see where kind of where I'm coming from. Oh and- man, I've done that with Chris. Like, so there was two two episodes, one specifically like at the beginning of Academy where a weekend, and I ha- it was a tough episode for me to record. It was it was very hard. I was very emotional. And I said that to Chris. I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to talk to you, of course, about this. I I just I can't redo it. Like all my thoughts are in here. Just take a listen to it. We'll talk after. And it worked great. Yeah. yeah it, it, um, it's a really a great outlet. It's a great idea. It's something that can definitely grow and definitely be a source for the spouses out there and for the firefighters. Like you said in the beginning, there's stuff on firefighter wives. There's all this other type of um, outreach, outsources, uh, resources out there, but nothing specifically for the actual responder. Nothing I found. I guess I'm not saying there's nothing out there, but like nothing I found has been out there specifically for the firefighters. So, so it's a good source. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, so yeah, obviously you read the book and here's, yes. I have a question, <laughs> not about my book, but more about, I talk about mindset and I talk about it in the book. I have it a mindset it's under the health part of the book that I talk about. And that's one thing I wanted to talk about was that area of, in a sense, being this podcaster, firefighter, podcaster, YouTuber, I guess you could put it all in one, <laughs> a, a spokesperson, I guess, for this, this type of outreach you're bringing to the fire service. How do you keep that mindset going? having to listen, and we might've already said it, but having to, to balance the fire service side, since you're just coming out to a new department, mm-hmm. but balancing the emotions that you're going through and also the emotions of, that you're listening to from these other, from these interviewers. What is, how did you, how does that mindset, how do you go into it? Cause I don't know, I couldn't listen to that every, every couple of days and go through it. And it's good stuff, it's inspiring. <laughs> It's inspiring, but after a while, it must be a little, must be a lot to hear. 
So are you talking about specifically like the family firefighter survival yeah. sections of each person? Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, it it's, it's a lot easier because they are spread out. I don't record them all at the same time. I mean, sometimes I have done a few in a day and it happens. Um, but, but they are pretty much spread out for me. Um, otherwise I, I'm very much a fixer and a helper. <laughs> that is definitely in my personality. So if I see something that's not working or whatever, I, I want to try to help. And I think a lot of firefighters can, um, agree with that. They're in that mindset too. Um, and I don't know. I don't, I don't, I actually really don't know how I deal with it. Um, it's just, it's so much fun to have these conversations with people and I get a chance to see them sometimes realize stuff themselves about things. Sometimes things they'll say will make me realize, oh my goodness, I need to start working on this with my relationship with my husband or something they're talking about that they had an issue with their, their department. I've had this issue before and I didn't realize I had this issue and this is a stepping stone. This may be a way for me to, to help with that. Um, I, I, really don't know actually <laughs> i know it's a terrible answer to your question where it's with an yeah. i don't know but <laughs> sometimes you're, you're it, still, apparently it just kind of happens yeah you're still growing it too you know you never know yeah. what could happen with it it could you know could keep going that that is one area i think really should be really should be highlighted a lot more so whoever's listening to this podcast listen to that set listen to the whole podcast <laughs> podcast really listen to those areas because it's definitely something you guys can really learn from and how to balance family life with the fire service it's great because you're hearing it right from the responders mouths themselves mm -hmm. and the best part about it is both people on the mic are responders so you have a yes. lot of information in there that you can really absorb and get out of people that you know a lot of people don't really talk about and so, what I love about it is it, it's never scripted. I don't actually have, I have a couple base questions that if we do get stuck, okay, asking about their family, what's it like, stuff like that. But if somebody wants to talk about something, we're going to jump into it. If they say something and it catches my eye or eye or whatever, if it catches my interest, I'm like, okay, let's dig into that because that's something people need to talk about. People need to hear about. And okay. so it's really nice. It's as deep as the responder wants to get into it is how deep we go. And it, um, we, uh, I had Jeremy Sanders on a few episodes ago and we went really deep. It was probably one of my deepest episodes I've ever done with anybody. And it was such a, a good conversation. Way. It was very long. Way. It was like two and a half hours, but I didn't want to cut it short. It was such a good conversation. And most of the episode was focused on that family firefighter survival section. So yeah, there, there was one part I, when he said, um, he talked about his family life. I rewinded it a few times and went back and re-listen to it. I'm like, <laughs> man this guy's inspiring and yeah, I, i've talked is. to him numerous times i listen to his show but and i follow him all over social media but when you hear when you hear the words come out of somebody's mouth <laughs> it's a lot more impactful than listening and reading it on social media or on a website or something like that it's a lot more impactful when you're hearing it from him mm -hmm. and um you know that, that's one thing that I, I i really engage with that podcast and, and your podcast is the difference that it's bringing to the fire service because you were, you were scared to take that bandaid off because, you know, everybody is to make that jump into something unknown. I mean, think about, I, I was thinking about, I want to, you just shed some light on this. What does it feel like, you know, because you said you're a Midwest firefighter in a rural town, what was it like 
what was going through your mind? I really should say when you were tr when you were about to do that, when you recorded some stuff, you put it all together, but you didn't hit that record that that live button. What was it like when you finally let that button go? You finally hit it, and you said, "Here it is, Fire Service World World." For all we know, this is the Couplings Fire Podcast, and we are some firefighters from the rural Midwest. Take it or leave it, and they took it. I, I I think so. Um, I was scared to death, even after it got it hit, like after I press publish. Um, actually, probably back until until probably November December, I was scared. Like that sounds crazy. How long it went? So um, huh? It's over a year, right? I know. Well, uh, not quite a year. Pretty close though. From February twenty twenty one to November twenty twenty one. I yeah, it was. I don't know. I was, I was worried that people were going to hate me. I was worried that people I knew were going to call me out and say like, what are you doing? You don't know what you're talking about. I was worried that maybe I didn't know what I was talking about. I was thinking, why am I doing this? Because I have nothing to offer. You know, why am I, I don't know everything. I haven't been a captain or lieutenant. I haven't been a chief. I haven't been like on a bunch of awesome fires. I, I don't even have an EMS certificate of any sort, you know, like who am I to get on here? and start a podcast, a fire podcast, to talk to firefighters when literally the only thing to my name is that I'm a firefighter. I don't even officially have firefighter one because I have not been able to attend a class because I was always shooting sports during the times they had classes, <laughs> you know? So who am I to actually go do this? What information is actually gonna get out there that people are gonna wanna listen to? And so I, I never had any expectations for this podcast. I really still don't. It is, when Chris was on it with me, we joked about in the first episode, we'd be okay with three people listening and that's it. But honestly, I'd be okay with one person listening. You know, one of my best friends who lives over in Illinois, you know, if she listens, I'm happy. That's it. I'm good. And it it's crazy because it has grown from that. And yes, there was pushback. There's always pushback. And it's taken a long time for me to learn and be okay with that. And to just stick true to my guns and myself and, um, you know, make it very forward. I'm not an expert. The beginning of my podcast, every single episode says I'm not an expert. So, you know, straight out laying right there on the table, this is what you can expect from me. I'm not trying to be something I'm not, but I'm trying to put in my two cents. So since, since then, it's been a lot better. It's been a lot easier. I've been able to have conversations, having conversations with people like you, Nick, or other uh, Jeremy, just other people who listen it gives me back that confidence. Like, okay, that, that assurance that I'm on the right track. I still don't think I'm at my end goal. I actually don't know what that is, what it's going to be, but I'm on the right track for it. So it just, it did take a while to kind of get over that. You know, I've had that. I still have those same all the time. I mean, I was nervous to start the Firehouse Tribune. And when I did, People are not going to know who I was. I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm just a firefighter. I'm a training officer now. But um, the one thing I remember, and I, I never said this on any type of live media, but I'll say it on this one. I'll talk to you about it. Was <laughs> I wrote an article, probably like 2015, 2016. I started in 2015, so I probably this was probably late 2015. It was very early on, and I wrote an article, and uh, I started receiving some some hate mail on this article and it was just a, a science-based fire behavior article on wind wind driven fires 
I'll tell you where I got the idea. The idea flat out came from sitting at a fire pit at night, watching the fire dance around while the wind moved. And I got the idea to write an article, do research on it, you know, talk about what I know about it, bring some research into it. Nothing in there saying that I was an expert or I had hundreds of years of experience in this stuff, but utilize the research I had, the information that I was taught to me, put it in an article. So I received some hate mail on that. Who do you think you are coming from the suburbs talking about this? Well, I was highly upset and I, I reached out to some, some of my colleagues and they said, well, you're not claiming to be an expert. You're just putting information out there and sharing it with the rest of this fire service world. And if people don't like that, don't read it. So mm-hmm. I replied back. I, I emailed the person back. I don't know what it was because there was no name. It was like some random, you know, thing. that can just say anything they want. And I said, well, I don't know who you are and I'm sure you don't know me, but if you'd like to have a conversation about this topic or anything else, please email me. And here's my email. And you can, we can talk like civilized adults and have the conversation, but to start sending me hate mail and commenting on the post just shows me it, it you don't have anything to back it up. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was still very scared to get out there. And I was speaking at Firehouse Expo and I was still scared. But um, one day, one of my, one of my, um, one of my colleagues, actually my boss, he said to me, eventually you just got to be yourself and do it your way and come Agreed. from behind of the logo, come from behind of the fire tribune and just be you. And that's your brand. Stop trying to mix the two up. And once I did that, I started kept more people's eye, started making more connections and started realize, realizing that, yeah, I want to be a, tra- I want to be a training website where I put out different types of training and talk fire medics. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's not all me. I have a lot of other things I like to talk about. Bring it in. Mm-hmm. And it, that's how it caught on. But when I still, to this day, when I put a post on social media, I'm a little nervous about who's going to respond back. <laughs> but, or what they're going to say. But then when I read it, sometimes I'm like, oh man, he's, he's commenting with something that's opposite of what I said. But now having that little more maturity level and understanding, he's not bashing what I'm saying. He's starting that conversation or having that, way of saying, here's the other side of the coin, or here's another way to look at it. And I've never had a problem since that, since that one post, I've never had a problem since, which was <laughs> just changing my mindset and just mm-hmm. being me. And that's kind of how I wrote the book. I was just, uh, I actually kind of wanted to have the book come out later than November, but um, I felt it was the right time to do it. I kind of start seeing stuff. I'm like, I got to put one. I got to get this book done. And um, the podcast, I never wanted. I didn't want to do this. This was a, a certain podcaster, author, I'm not going to mention his name, talks fitness, likes to um, likes to uh, give great ideas. And he texted me and said, I read your book. You should put a podcast out there. And then I just kind of one day was just sitting at home recorded an episode and now I like it. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Oh, it's a lot of fun. I'm like, I'm like, 
and listening to some of these and listening to a different taken away from stuff you talk about, how you present it, Steve Green, he, he's been a, in my ear a lot and big, big mentor and teacher to me in a lot of this podcast and I'm still learning. He had me on the phone yesterday actually giving me a rundown of different things to improve on. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, like I'm not really listening to him when I get done. <laughs> so he was helping me out a lot, which is, which is a huge help. And I'm really thankful for that. So, <laughs> but you know, it's just like going back to what you're saying, you're scared to do it mm-hmm. you, and you, you did it and now you're here and you're what, 60 or so episodes in. Yep. 61's coming up Friday. So I, I have never missed a week yet for over a year, which is crazy to me. I don't know how I've been able to manage that, honestly, even with moving. Um, I was able to kind of like pre-record a few, so that really helped. But yeah, but 61 this Friday. Wow. Um, This is like number nine for me. I've been doing one every week, but some (laughs) of them are already recorded in advance, mainly the ones that I did on my own. So (laughs) I reached one every week. I try to. But I just started, so I'm hoping I don't burn out. Now, that brings me to my next question is the long haul. You know, we hear mm-hmm. a lot of guy, a lot of firefighters, a lot of people, not even going to call fire service, I'm going to talk in general. A lot of people come out with podcasts, and they start doing them, and they keep doing one after the other. If it was like two a week, maybe once a week, and all of a sudden, it, you don't see them anymore. They fade off and they didn't, they haven't even reached a year. Mm-hmm. What can you say from your experience or from your mindset advice to other people out there that want to start a podcast or start any type of extra venture out there? Because you've gone about a year, a little over a year now and you haven't stopped. What can you say to somebody who says, how do you do that when all these other people, they, they threw, in, in essence, they threw in the towel. They didn't, I didn't have any more time. It took up too much of my time to do this. I'm too busy. What would you say to that? I would say before you start, make sure you have a bunch of ideas kind of already lined up. So you're not searching for a new idea every week. That is probably my biggest help. The fact that I have so many episodes backed up already that I I have to kind of pick from some of them aren't full fleshed out and like ready to go yet. There's only about four of them that are, Um, but otherwise you have to make sure you have a good list to start from and don't run it till it runs out. Every time you think of a new topic or new thing you want to talk about, write it down somewhere, specifically take time either once a week or once a month or whatever to really dive in and just do a brain dump of everything you want to talk about on that subject and just write it all down, whatever. And then most of the time I'll only maybe touch on it once, but not even then after that. And then I will go to record it um, right, right. As I'm going to record, I'll reorganize it. So it makes sense and I'll record, but it all comes down from the fact that um, you have to make sure you have a lot to go from because otherwise it is a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work trying to think of new things and you feel pressured. And when you feel pressured to bring out an episode that you're not confident about, or you don't you're not passionate about people can tell and you can tell and you, you won't be very happy with it. I've put out an episode, a couple episodes before I wasn't very happy with, cause I was like, Oh crap. Like trying to put something out really quick and people can listen. They can tell that I'm not as into it. Those episodes, they, they, they see it. They see it's just kind of a, what, and I hate to admit it, but they can see it's a throwing in the towel of like, 
here's an episode for you. Hope you listen. Like, I don't know. So that would be definitely number one. Oh, I didn't know if you're going to say anything or not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting for you have number two. Okay. Number, <laughs> number two, um, you know, just make sure you, you set out a specific time to record, record episodes early. So you have some backed up. Um, I try not to talk about information that is super time sensitive a lot, just so I can put those in whenever I want to. Um, when it comes to like guest episodes, I try to record those a few weeks early. Sometimes it doesn't happen. And I record in the week I'm putting them out, which puts a big tr- time crunch on me because life happens. So try to record as much as you can early. Um, but overall, make sure that this is something you really want to do and just make sure you have a quiet place to do it. Make sure that, um, I don't know if your heart's not in it, if you don't take that time to make sure, like, like I took those two months to make sure there's something I really want to do is and just say, I want to start a podcast and start it. It was, this is something I'm doing for a specific reason. You have to get down to your main reason of doing it. Um, they, they kind of call it the five whys. So if you ask somebody a question of like, oh, why are you doing this? They'll give you an answer. That's their base level answer. And you ask them, well, why? And they're like, well, I already answered that. I'm like, no, go deeper. They answer it a little bit more in depth. And then you say, well, why? <laughs> they keep going deeper. And um, I was doing, this is coming from like a business stance there. You kind of do that to figure out like your main why for your business, why you do everything. I used this on my husband when he was going um, through fire interviews to get to his why for joining the fire service. And I did it for me when I was starting the podcast. Why am I doing this? And at the heart of my why for the podcast, there's a couple of basic things that are very, very deep. First of all, I know there's somebody out there like me who's very, very passionate, who feels like they shouldn't have a voice, but has a lot of opinions. <laughs> on things. And, and these opinions need to get out there. So I need to do it for them. And for me at that point, um, I have a lot of problems grasping onto this whole fire wife life thing. It's, it's really tough. And I want to help other people get better at that. So that's another why down there. And so you just need to find your base, your deep down whys, and make sure that they are strong enough to keep you going. If they are strong enough to keep you going, you will keep going, but it will take work and it will take planning. So Work and planning. Those yes. are two things you really have to have. And, and heart. Yeah. Like said, you, have well, you, yes. have, you have to really want to do this. And um, how do you come up with your ideas? That oh, I've always man, wondered everywhere. that. So a lot I of them are actually that. off of uh, everyday life. Um, I get a lot from movies, a lot from Disney movies, actually. I have four episodes, four or five episodes from Encanto um, that I came up. I've already released at least one, if not two of those. Um, but they might just be little things I pick out. Um, sometimes I'll like, I, at the church service, I was at this last week, he said something in there and that's going to be my next one or one of my future ones. Um, but it started out from very simple of like, okay, these are things I want to talk about listed those. But now if I have any sort of passing thought, I actually have a, a note section on my phone right on the front that says podcast ideas. Oh, wow. And I, and I'm able to like, um, okay, I'll just let one go of, uh, let's see, stepping out of the spotlight, sorry, stepping out of the spotlight for others to come in, you know, and how important that actually is. And it's really hard to do. 
And I, I want to talk about that. And I wanted to, cause I used to be in theater and um, it is very hard, you know, when your time is up, when your show is up, you know, you did your show, everyone bowed awesome time for the next production. Somebody else might be the star. Are you going to be okay with that? You should be okay with it. How do you help yourself be okay with it and deal with it? So I, I try to find things from outside the fire services if I can to inspire me just because I don't know, sometimes it makes more sense in my brain <laughs> and a lot of things sense. that, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just so different. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. So it's just everyday life. A lot of it is from movies and TV shows. So if I'm just watching something, sometimes I'll be sitting there. I can't, I got a few from Lord of the Rings. We were watching a few months ago. And so I told Chris, pause it, hold on. And so I'd write down a little <laughs> note on my phone <laughs> and we keep watching about five minutes later, there's a whole new idea that came up from something like, huh? That reminds me a lot of this. Hey, pause the movie. Okay, let me write this down. <laughs> I mean, most of the stuff that we're affected by is everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're helping people's lives. And I, I I feel the same way. Like a lot of stuff that I've put out content on the, on the Tribune and even some of the stuff that I've spoke on nationally and um, also some international now, um, has been based on everyday life or based on an experience that doesn't do with the firehouse. Mm-hmm. But I was able to, and I, I said this on a Jeremy show, you can take anything and bring it back into the world, just about, you know? And, and that's what I've done. I, you know, writing stuff on, I just, last couple weeks ago, I wrote, I wrote an article on cold water therapy. How's it beneficial to firefighters? Well, it's beneficial for us in certain ways on inflammation, immune system joints, getting taking care of your body. Well, why is that good for firefighters? Well, there is a reason for it. And you just have that loop in there. And I think if you could relate a lot of stuff to that's going on in your world, you could bring it back to the firehouse and make it even better. And it's all about- It's all about, oh, I love how we both said the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. Well, I was, was going to say, it's all about just being a well-rounded human being. And so if, if you're invested in other parts, if you see other parts of your life or whatever, you can find things in there that apply to the fire service. Like I'm, I'm very big on, um, looking at business strategies and marketing strategies. I'm very big into marketing and public relations. That is one of my, like my big pet peeves and just loves for the fire service. I want to see that get better. Cause I can, that, that will help the fire service overall volunteer career. doesn't matter. Marketing and public relations has a place. But you, you have to find that by looking at businesses and seeing what they do. You're not marketing towards a customer or consumer, but you're marketing towards the public. And so it's kind of the same with all these other topics that I think of or come up with. You have to look into other areas. Sometimes it's businesses. Sometimes it's other, other um, professions like acting and stuff like that. You know, sometimes it's just watching a movie. Sometimes it's watching a blade of grass do something and it triggers an idea. I don't know, but. Oh yeah, it def- definitely. And then- I remember, uh, remember Lieutenant Nick Baskerville, he's part of the Tribune and he's been on a bunch of stuff. He has his own storytelling on purpose. And um, that was a plug right there, by the way. <laughs> he said it flat out that if you can't let the fire service consume you, it's only part of your life because one day it won't be there. And he makes sense about that because if it's everything and you have nothing to relate it to or anything to relate you know, back and forth, you know, what impact, what, how, how's that well-roundedness there? Because you can't see outside of that box. 
And the stuff you're doing is definitely outside of the box of the everyday, what they would call the run of the mill firefighter. It's totally different because you're bringing so many different avenues into what you're talking about. And, and that's well, and I was sorry. <laughs> There's just a little yeah. bit of a delay. So I'm sorry. <laughs> like I was just going to say that, um, you know, I, I just went through that. Like I, I was so invested into it and I still am. Don't get me wrong. But when I was, you know, got off my other volunteer department last year to move and I haven't been able to be on a volunteer department yet, you know, it, I wish it was my own choice. I wish I was able to like, you know, get on as soon as we move, but that's not the way volunteer departments work. That's not the way any departments work. You have to wait till their application time and stuff like that. But I was even going through that point of, do I have anything else? Like, am I still like, what's my life going to be like now? And I even went through the thought of like, what's the podcast going to be like through all this of not being on a volunteer department of not being on a fire department. And it's tough. Cause I went through the identity crisis a little bit of, do I still call myself a firefighter or not? And I, it got to the point where I just said, okay, I am still a firefighter. I'm not in the fire department right now, but I'm still a firefighter. Yeah. You know, I I'm very much into it. I very much care about it. I still seek out those trainings. I still seek out the people. And to me, it's, it's just like some other military other things. Once you are one, unless you don't want to be anymore, you still are that for the rest of your life. They can never take it away from you. Mm-hmm. you know, no matter whether you're doing it, you retire, you step down, you put it aside. They can never take it away from you. It's like they can never take away the championship from that team that won it that year. No matter what happens after that, they can't take that away from you. You've accomplished it. You did it, lived it, mm-hmm. and you went to something else. And I really feel that the podcast world has been such a huge outlet for the fire service. It's expanded yes. over, the, over the past couple of years, but it's really had such a good outlet and people that you've never heard of that, you know, you don't see, you know, back then, before we had all this stuff, you only knew of what was new people in your area for the most part. And you kind of knew some internet, some national speakers for me, it's a lot of New York guys because I'm right outside New York. <laughs> Um, Arizona, uh, you know, Chief Bruno and everybody else from Arizona, but now it's, you have such an opportunity to learn from so many people across the, the world that they bring such a spin to things and they bring things out in different ways that you think that they're just a firefighter, then you listen to them speak and they have a lot more to them than just being a firefighter and how their, their personal life or experiences in other areas before the fire service brought them there and got them to where they are or helped them on calls or the opposite way around. Sometimes the fire service teaches you a lot about life. There's a lot of stuff you learn about life in the fire service. And um, when you start young, you grow up kind of fast. And I started young with this and uh, (laughs) seen a lot of crazy stuff in the beginning, but it teaches you a lot about life. There's a lot of life lessons in the fire service and it's good to have that balance. And I think this podcast is, is one way to do that. Like you said, it's well-roundedness and that's what mm-hmm. I think the key is for everything else to have a balance and be well-rounded and do whatever you need to do. Use Disney, use a blade of grass. <laughs> if I told you the stuff that I use to write, a, write an article or even just, do a podcast. I've the most, this is the second interview that I've had on this podcast, but a lot of the, a lot of stuff that I've done, the next one that I have, 
I was just sitting at home and I decided to record it. And I was walking around my house doing it because I put my, my um, I did it off my phone. But sometimes I'll do that. I won't sit in the room that I record in because I need another view. Mm-hmm. Get something out. And uh, that's important. It's important to do that. So do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, let's see. I have a lot I could. <laughs> I feel I feel like there's just a lot to talk about. There's just, I don't know. Um, overall, I think the most important thing I want to say is no matter really what you're doing, make sure that you are doing it the way you want to do it. Make sure you're staying true to yourself in doing it. Um, me starting this podcast, I kind of started not doing it probably. I mean, I did it the way I wanted to, but I had a lot of influence on it. A lot of like, okay, I like the way this person does it. This person does it. And that's great. But you have to be very careful that you're not exactly doing it like somebody else, that you're doing it the way you want to, even if you think it's not going to be received well. There is somebody out there who will who will take the way you're saying things, take the way you're teaching things, you know, whether, whether you're just a, I shouldn't say just, but whether you're a training officer, you know, whether you do podcasting, whether you do articles, whether you are just a firefighter attending a conference, whatever it is, if you come at it the way you're going to do it, somebody out there will engage with it the way you're doing it and they'll love it. And you don't want to be fake because it's going to make you feel like crap (laughs) and you're not going to feel the push to keep doing it. If you're fake, when you go to conferences, you attend trainings, you're just going to feel like you're an imposter going out there and, you know, it's not you. So embrace who you are. You know, I'll embrace my geeky Disney side. I'll embrace like the businessy side and stuff like that. And other people are just going to have to deal with it. Other people are going to have to deal with the fact that I laugh and giggle too much in my podcast because you know what? I'm not going to change. <laughs> other yeah. people are going to have to deal with the fact that I have a bright pink helmet in my background because you know, stuff, <laughs> you know, who has a bright pink fire helmet? Nobody else but me, apparently. People are going to have to deal with that, but I'm okay with that. It's taken me a long time to learn it, but I'm okay with that. So just make sure, you know, you start on that track earlier rather than later because I wish I would have <laughs> so that right. that's really that's it so. <laughs> and, and going back to the point you and your husband said earlier about we don't care if three people listen to this or one person listens to it mm-hmm. and that was one thing when I was uh starting out my time as an instructor my mentor um he said to me doesn't matter how many people are in the room and I remember I was teaching and he was in my audience for one of my fire expo classes and people started it was a big room a lot of people are in there he was counting them all while i was up there and he was figuring out who was big names in the fire service sitting in the room he'd write them down telling me who they were and people were getting up and walking out halfway through you know people was getting to believe me so we're out at the bars in nashville and he's like yeah there are this many people in there but a lot of them you got to remember are there just to get certs and mm-hmm. you're up there and the one thing you need to remember is it doesn't matter how many people are in the room. If one person took something away from what you said today, you did your job because that one person will tell other people that aren't there. But one exactly. part, all it takes is one person is that one, as Steve Green says, that domino, that domino effect. One falls, you might have a, you know, you have something. So it's just one person that can do it. And you know, it means a lot when one person 
listen to a podcast, comment on an article, send you a message. It does keep you wanting more, right? I want you to keep mm-hmm. going because you feel like oh, I'm making a difference. But at that same time, and it's the last thing I'm going to ask you is when you finish an episode and you put it out there, you feel a sense of gratification, right? You feel oh, definitely. There's your change, right? You feel yes. <laughs> you did some change in the world. And, and that's what we're all here to do. Whether it's listening to podcasts, reading books, articles, going to conferences, whatever. The Nebraska ones come, when's that one coming out? The oh, Nebraska. the uh, Les Luker conference? Yeah. That is in first weekend of February every year. So I can't remember what the exact dates are for 2023, but the first weekend in February. So put it on your calendar. We are actually, I'll put a plug out there for that. We are, we are looking for um, presenters right now for lecture and um, hands-on. So if you want to submit those, just go to nsfsi.com. That's the Nebraska Society of Fire Service Instructors.com. So I'll put that in the show notes <laughs> in case people can catch that. We'll put that in there. We'll put all your information in there because again, it's a great way to engage with firefighters, learn, teach talk that's what it's about right yes having them conversations with each other around the table so that's all i have today do you have anything (laughs) uh, anything you want to say i i think that's all just thank you so much nick for asking me to be on this has been a blast we've got into a lot of different topics today (laughs) but uh, it was a lot of fun thank you i'm I'm glad you came on i'm really happy you have you here and uh this was fun i have nothing else to say but this was fun where can everybody find you? Everybody you can find me. Web? Yes. So uh, podcast should be everywhere that you listen to podcasts. If it's not somewhere where you listen to podcasts, let me know and I will get it there for you. Uh, you can look me up on YouTube, Couplings Fire Podcast. I'm on social media with Facebook and Instagram, Couplings Fire Podcast. Uh, my email is couplingsfirepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it right now. I think that's it. Things are starting to change. So, but at the moment, that's what I got. <laughs> we'll put it all in the show notes so people know Perfect. where to get to you. They can get on the show. They can listen to the show, download it, subscribe to it, whatever they want to do to it. Just listen to it. And that's all you got to do. Listen to it. Listen to couplings, learn, message Taylor, ask questions. We'll talk to them, right? Yeah, of course. I love talking to people. <laughs> if you didn't know, she does host a podcast, so she does like talking to people. <laughs> I like talking a lot, apparently, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So Taylor, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thank you. At the Firehouse Tribune, even though this is the five tool firefighter. Until next time, work hard, stay safe and live inspired. today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at the firehouse until next time work hard stay safe and live inspired